Welcome to Cheese Steak Sports. I'm Paul, and some people call this Steaks Takes because there is no Dan. He's the cheese to Cheese Steak Sports, the most important part. Uh, I actually that actually just reminded me that I have a Cheese Steak review I have to put up on uh, Hunt for the One Philly Wit. If you want to check it out on YouTube, me and my boy Joe, we go to a bunch of different Cheese Steak restaurants and Philly only so far. Uh, just trying to find the best one, seeing what we like, seeing what we don't, and we just had one this past week, and I'm going to spoil it. It sucked. Uh, meat quality was bad, cheese quality was bad, but like the the cheese is one of the most important parts of the of the meal, and, and like I was saying in that was the fact that, um, you know, if you have some good, like really good cheese, like top notch, like melted on there to perfection... Uh, you can mask some bad steak. And um, it's funny because actually that, that brings me right into my first point of today's show. Is the fact that Carson Wentz is that great cheese on a cheesesteak. And it can mask some of those problems. But he can't mask them all. Um, and obviously... Uh, it, it was a joke that those were going together. It just it just popped in my head that I could somewhat get this close, but the thing is, Carson Wentz had a we'll say a I I guess to be more like I'll, I'll say C plus. I've heard people actually who aren't Eagles fans root for like the Bears or something give him like a B plus B just because you look at this game, you are going against. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots without your one receiver, two receiver, first running back, and then you have your all-star, all-pro, pro bowl tackle going out. And it's just like, come on. That's that's hard for anyone to overcome with like a, with a, a top, you know, we'll just say top half defense in the league. Let alone the greatest coach of all time, one of the best defense, like literally one of the best defensive minds ever, coming up with a game plan to stop your number one target, Zach Ertz. Not to mention that this team doesn't have any, any deep threat besides Miles Sanders. And did you think that Bill Belichick knew that? Yes, he does. So he takes that away from you right, right from the jump. And if you see Miles Sanders in the backfield, oh, I'm going to blitz. So he can't go out. He'll have to stay in and chip. If he doesn't, we'll get to Carson. We'll get a sack. It's literally just that simple. People think of it like, oh, no, like Carson was missing throws left and right. Oh, it wasn't that good. Yes, Carson did not play the best game that he could possibly play. However, that game is just... You know, it's it's a learning experience. I know that's that's kind of like a, uh, oh, Paul, like, you, you're just saying that, like, it's a learning experience. Like, you, you don't want to be hard on Carson. And, I mean, it's, it's true. <laughs> I don't want to be hard on Carson because there's no reason to be. You look at Howie Roseman, he passes up opportunities to bring in Josh Gordon. We'll just say Josh Gordon. Passes up an opportunity to bring in Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't need Josh Gordon. We'll get Jordan Matthews. Yeah, some guy. I love Jordan Matthews. I posted about him the other day. But don't don't be fake with people 
the fact that Jordan Matthews is available is because he's a below, he's an average to below receiver. I'm going to say below after, you know, not being in sync with Carson because the whole thing, oh, chemistry, oh, they've been together. Oh, you know, obviously it's a, it's a hard matchup against those corners, that secondary, that defensive team, that defensive scheme. Um, I, it's just, it's frustrating, honestly. Also, I'm really frustrated because I recorded like probably, well, I, I don't know how long because I was watching the game on my laptop. So I swiped through from the recording program and I lost all, all of what I did before. So I think I'm double frustrated right now. Um, one thing also is the fact that you have a, a great opportunity and squandered away. I mean, I, I tweeted out on Monday, we didn't need to win that game. We didn't need to win that game. We don't need to win the Seahawks game in all actuality. Obviously, I want to see us win every game that we play. Um, that's how I went from saying that we were going to lose by like 10 points to that we are going to win by 7. It's just that simple. Like, you want to win the game. You play to win the game. That That's literally what, what you do. So... I don't know why else you go out there if you're not playing to win the game. And as a fan, I'm I'm trying to come up with all the different scenarios, all the different ways that we can win the game. One of the scenarios that I came up with was a turnover, and the defense didn't get it. Obviously, I'm not going to be really extremely hard on the defense because I'm not part of the Fire Jim Schwartz crowd. Never have been, never will be, just because of the fact that my dude in 2016 had a number five ranked defense 2017 number four ranked defense 2018 not gonna say the rank because it's not applicable when you lose your safety (laughs) you're you're on your fifth cornerback and everything that happened last year so i'm not gonna bring that up but i will say that right now he's he's at seventh so what jim schwartz has done has been really good another thing I actually have to bring up is I am starting to turn on Howie. I'm hoping that my turning on Howie makes him respond. He's like, oh, shoot, like, Paul, like, I don't really want to upset Paul from Northeast Philly. Um, you know, like, he's, he's always been a fan, like, that one nine one one one. like, I don't want to mess with them Ron Hurst boys. Like, I don't want that on them. But in all actuality, the fact that Howie Roseman – expected he expected Deshaun Jackson to play I would guess though I'm not okay I'm not really coming at him this hard but the fact that I mean I expected Deshaun to play at least like 12 games I was thinking 13 at worst 10 um not one obviously I'm not counting the Falcons game because he only played like I think only played five snaps not counting the Bears game when he came back too early and only played two. But the fact that there's not someone else out there, it's just the fact that you don't think about grabbing someone else from a, uh, I like not even like, obviously like Bryce Treggs, like, I don't know, like give me some long guy. It, it literally like, I just tweeted out today was that the video of this dude like talking to the chick, just blabbing, blabbing, blabbing. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I put that out saying, like, that that was me talking to my girlfriend, Meg, um, just about how, like, Carson Wentz, 
doesn't have any weapons around him, but he's like, it's a whole thing. But, like, the fact that we can't get someone else in here, I, I just don't understand what he's doing. The fact that you don't surround Carson Wentz with a deep threat, like, two, give me two deep threats, because one of them will get hurt. We've seen it happen. The only year that none of them got hurt would be the Super Bowl year, Torrey Smith. And Torrey Smith wasn't really that, isn't as fast as Mike Wallace. Well, how fast Mike Wallace was, how fast Deshaun Jackson was. So it's kind of like, eh, like, you know, you kind of see these things. Like, the one, this offense really needs someone to stretch the field. Whether it's a decoy or not, no one respects Matt Collins. Obviously, we can talk about that Matt Collins throw from Carson Wentz. Everyone knows it. It's like somewhat of a wheel. Uh, on the sideline, the ball goes all the way out of bounds. Carson walked off like when it was still in the air because he knew he missed it. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a bad ball. You get this. You look at Tom Brady, former GOAT. No, I'm just kidding. He still has the most rings as a quarterback, so you got to pay respect. But he just it's, just... it's just frustrating how Howie hasn't set us up. And the fact that Howie Roseman most likely went to Jeff McLean to tell them, you know, like Jim Schwartz, like he won't let me make any moves for him. Like uh, I wanted to bring back Chris Long, all this stuff. And it was kind of like, oh, hey, like we're going against the Patriots. Like Tom Brady might carve us up and I don't want to catch any flack for that because I'm already catching flack for not bringing in any offensive weapons. So I'm going to say that he takes care of all the defense. You know what the defense does? Gives up 17 points. 17. That's not that's not a lot. Especially in today's NFL. 17 points. I mean, come on. Come on. You got to score more than 17 points. Dan and I say it every single week. This team is winning games only when they score 30. And it's just it's annoying when we can't score 20 and win 20 to 17. It's annoying when your right tackle goes out, gets hurt, and you bring in a backup tackle who's won a Super Bowl at the left tackle position and just lets D Lyman go right by them and kill Carson. Um, obviously, I'm a Carson apologist, and I'm, I won't say it any other way. I think there needs to be better weapons around there, around him. Um, I don't think... Uh, I'll, I'll read what Dan, Dan sent me about about the game in total, too. Um, just because I think that one thing that he said really, really sticks out. Uh, I'll skip to that Carson. Carson, as bad as he was on Sunday, the guys he's playing with were just bad. Uh, not having Howard and Jeffrey killed us. And it's hard to assess them. Um, other things said, and I'll read the rest. Defense played outstanding despite being put in tough situations with field position and the turnover. One thing I wanted to say about that, uh, also about the defense, uh, since I was just talking about them, gave up 17 points. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the score looks like if it, if it turns into a shootout, just because it seemed like Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady were kind of like, Hey, we're going to get what's there. And we're going to take it, but don't turn over the ball. Don't fumble it. Don't get sacked. We're going to keep on pinning them. Our defense has been playing amazing. And, well, you know, they're playing amazing, and we're already up. Like, no reason 
no reason to worry. So that that was pretty much the whole entire second half game plan after the Julian Edelman touchdown. Um, we talked about the importance of the run game versus New England. No Howard, no Lane Hurt. Exactly. Um, when I turned around, I thought Jordan Howard was going to ball out because I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's go. I, I didn't realize he had a stinger off of a freaking bye week, and he still hasn't practiced to this day. He's done limited stuff with, like, the team drills, whatever, which probably means, like, he's just, like, standing there maybe doing, like, a light jog or something. So, I don't know what's up with that, and that's not good. Because we really need to get, you know, <laughs> sorry, something popped up. It's, um, it was in the game. Uh, but when I said in the game, I meant to mention Ben Simmons hit his first three tonight. My bad. But it's just you can't you can't win without a run game, like especially this team. Um, I always think about back to the big statement win of the 2016 season. Carson Wentz, Doug Pearson's rookie years. Um, Ryan Matthews against the Atlanta Falcons, home, just. Long drives, running the ball, ground and pound, and just keeping the just keeping it going. And I mean, it's just it's it's hard to win win football any other way. Like that's the winning formula in my eyes. So when we're dropping back 45, 46 times, that's just rough, especially in a one score game. The game was never more than a one score game. Like that's the other thing too. Uh, I think the offense felt stretched out, stressed out, and a great defense can do that to you, especially when, you know, you can put a cornerback on your receiving tight end and then a safety on your regular one and then, like, your second cornerback on our first wide receiver. Like, it's literally, like, it's not fair. So, I mean, obviously, I, I tweeted out on Monday. I don't know if I said this already. Um... Skip ahead 30 seconds if I did, because I definitely said this in the other one. Um, I tweeted out the fact that uh, this is not, I, I'm, I was about to read it, but the the only way I can read it is to set up the picture. It's the ESPN NFL playoff machine. The same thing I was telling our buddy, friend of the show, Jared, our friend of the show. Our buddy Jared, he was on the show for the NBA preview. I said, this is with us losing this week. To, so, us losing to the Seahawks. And the Cowboys losing to the Patriots. Which is a very possible outcome. Um, and basically, we just have to win every other game after. Um, and every other game after would be Miami, which we should win. Giants, which we should win. Washington, which we should win. Cowboys. Now, that's that's the game. That's the NFC Championship game. It's everything that they're trying to make uh, week... I can't even find what week... Week 7 into. It's everything that they thought that game was is what Week 16 will be against the Cowboys. And, I mean, I'm here for it. I think that we're going to be ready for that game. I think that we're going to be favored in every game here on out um, just because, you know, you're going to Miami and, like, that's the that's the road game and the other ones are just down the street, basically. 
and against inferior teams. Every game's against an inferior team except this week and against the Cowboys. Uh, one thing that I will bring up, just because it's been all over the place, Dak Prescott's been balling out. I didn't watch all that game yet. I did do score hunting somewhat when I was watching like the Ravens-Texans. He, like they, they won, but they were down against Jeff Driscoll. And, I mean, that's just... Uh, I don't know. I th- I really have to look at that game to let you guys know how I feel about it. Um, My throat, it hurts. I want to pause it, but I, I got to fight through it. I don't even think I brought water up here. But, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to get this out, get this to you guys. I had a lot more to say. Um, but, honestly, I'll save it for tomorrow. Uh, whether that's with Dan or without Dan, I don't know, depending on his voice. And I just because I can't do it Friday because it's uh, my wonderful girlfriend's birthday, so I'm gonna be busy. Obviously, I, I could maybe I could actually do it Friday with Dan, but I'd like to get the pods out to you as soon as possible so you guys can listen to them at work on Friday because that's what I like to do. So. I mean, also, I've seen the numbers. It is higher that way. So it kind of makes more sense for me. But anyway, uh, fly goes fly. I hope this made some sense. I didn't really talk about the rest of the league just because, I mean, this is this is the playoff push. That's what it comes down to. I, I did want to talk about, like, Antonio Brown, Miles Garrett, stuff like that. But... I would save, would rather save that for tomorrow um, just because I've already been on a soapbox this whole entire episode. So might as well, you know, give a preview and then get up on the soapbox, get down, and hope everyone enjoys this. Uh, I mean, let me know if you have anything else to say, uh, any suggestions, anything about steaks, takes. A couple other spicy takes I've been sending on. Let them marinate. Um, but yeah. No, nah, I'm just messing with you guys. Anyway, fly goes fly. Yo, this is a cheesesteak sports production.